0: When you can't get water and food like these are being described here. Let's say your next door neighbor has all the water and the food that they stored, and you don't have any, and your kids are starving. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what the world's going to do. They're going to rise up in arms.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast of Calvary Chapel Echo Park here in Los Angeles, California. We are a small fellowship of diverse believers who want to serve our Lord and do His will. You can find out more about our fellowship at ccechopart.com. Join us for our live stream on Sunday in the New Testament and Wednesday evenings in the Old Testament. Now let's get into the Word of God in our weekly podcast. The teaching is from Pastor David Higa and will be the study of the revelation of Jesus Christ and the book of Revelation.
0: God's plan from the start was to reveal himself through the nation of Israel. But we know what happened, right? That was his plan. But we know what happened, right, in the time of the church. What started as a Jewish church ended up being a Gentile church. And even today, there are Messianic Jews, I know, that are part of the church. But Israel as a whole, right, they've rejected Messiah. They're waiting for the Messiah. And we talked about this. They're going to receive Antichrist as their Messiah for the first three and a half years of the tribulation the abomination of desolation so we recognize what is being described in the apostolic age it was mostly jewish but it didn't end up that way right and so in the tribulation if it's 144,000 jews that are evangelizing the gentile world it's the same it's through these what the jewish nation right that god's going to reveal himself in the tribulation Now the reason I'm giving you this backdrop, we're going to go to Romans chapter 11 again and explain this. And that's the part about when, remember Paul talks about the native branches, they're broken off, which is Israel, and the wild olive branch, which is you and I, the Gentiles are grafted in. But he's talking about there's going to be a time when the native branches are going to graft back in and the fullness of Israel is going to come in. There's the fullness of the Gentiles that are going to come in for sure, but then the fullness of Israel is going to come in as well. Okay, I want to talk about this because in this first parenthetical, we see a reference to what? The 144,000, Israel, right? And then the Gentile world. This is in the Tribulation. And I believe the fullness is going to come in on both, Israel and the Gentile world, in the Tribulation, then the end will come. Okay, so in that context, this is important. So Walfordy hits on this, why these are connected. He says, even as was true in the Apostolic Age, with the result that great multitudes of the Gentiles will be saved. This is during the tribulation. He says, the use of the 144,000 of Israel as a channel of witness to the earth is in keeping with the general purpose of God in relation to the Jewish nation. What does he mean by the general purpose of God in relation to the Jewish nation? Well, remember all the way back when God called Abram out of Ur the Chaldeans. Who's Abram? he became Abraham, he became father of the Jewish nation. He called Abraham out because he wanted to reveal himself to Abraham and his descendants so that through Abraham and his descendants, all the world would be blessed, not just Abraham's descendants. And who's all the world? The Gentile world as well. That was God's plan from the very beginning, that he wanted to reveal himself through the nation of Israel. But what happened? The nation of Israel rejected the Messiah. But that was the plan, that the nation of Israel would receive their Messiah and then reveal God to the Gentile nation. But what happened? They rejected the Messiah Jesus, right? And then it went out to the, nation of, uh, to the Gentile nations um, um, apart from Israel. And that's what we see in that analogy that, that Paul talks about in Romans chapter 11, that olive branch, right? The native branches and the, the wild olive branch, okay? That's what we see there. And so I want to give you this scripture from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. This is in regard to the general calling of Israel. There's to be the ones that reveal God to the, to, to the Gentile nations, okay? So Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Let me read that to you. It says, Now the Lord has said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to the land that I will show you. Verse 2, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in, your, in you, excuse me, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In who? In Abraham. How is all the family going to be blessed through Abraham? It's Messiah coming what? through Abraham, right? And so, through the nation of Israel, God would be revealed. But what happened? The nation of Israel rejected Messiah. So it went out to the Gentiles. So I want you to understand God's desire from the beginning was to reveal himself through Israel. But they rejected him. So we're now in this time of the church, the Gentile church, right? The church is now raptured, but then now God is going to deal with Israel again through these 144,000. They're going to be these evangelists in the tribulation period. And many are going to come to know Christ in the world. During that time, there's going to be a great harvest. You can't even count them, so many. But they're going to die for their faith. But it's going to be through these 144,000 evangelists. So coming under that idea that through Israel, once again, God's desire is to reveal himself. In the tribulation, that's going to happen. Through Israel, these 144,000, God's going to reveal himself. He's going to evangelize the earth. And many are going to come to know him. Okay, so I want to mark that to you. The relationship right here between the 144,000 and these tribulation saints. The 144,000 are evangelizing. These tribulation saints are receiving the Lord, becoming born again. But most of them are dying for their faith. And that's why we see them in heaven. The martyr tribulation saints is growing and growing. But they're coming to know the Lord through these evangelists here, okay? Now, I want to mark to you uh, Romans chapter 11. I want to underscore the term the fullness of the Gentiles and the fullness of Israel. Once again, we alluded to it last week. I want to focus on this and talk to you about this mystery. You see, the mystery in the scriptures, especially what Paul highlights, is the Jews and Gentiles coming together. But the fullness of the Jews and Gentiles coming together are not going to come until the tribulation, what we see described here. And that's why I believe this parenthetical, chapter 7, with the Jews and the Gentiles coming to know Christ, that account there shows the fullness thereof of both, right? The Jews and the Gentiles. It's the fulfillment of it in this parenthetical, right? So I want you to hold your hand here, chapter 7 of Revelation. I want you to turn with me to Romans chapter 11, okay? Romans chapter 11. And we're going to read a couple verses here and then we're going to cross-reference to Ephesians chapter 3 to get more insight what this mystery is. Okay? So Romans chapter 11, verse 25. We read this last week. I want to explain this a little bit more in the context of these two groups here in this parenthetical. Okay? So Romans chapter 11, verse 25 says, For I do not desire, brethren that you should be ignorant of this mystery. Okay, so test question. What is this mystery? I told you the answer last week. We're going to see the answer again in Ephesians chapter 3 this week. What is that mystery? Well, the mystery is Jews and Gentiles coming together. And we're going to see that spelled out in Ephesians chapter 3. So he says, I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. Note the context here. What's Romans 11 context? It's that olive tree, right? You have the native olive branch, which was in there, and that's broken off. And he says, that native olive branch was broken off, so you, Gentiles, that wild olive branch can be grafted in. Be thankful. But he says, don't get too puffed up. Just because you're grafted in doesn't mean you can't be broken off again. And they be grafted in. But in that context... We see this, that there's going to be a fullness of the Gentiles grafted in, and there's going to be a fullness of Israel that's grafted in. And that mystery is going to be solved in its fullness as those two full numbers come in. And that's God's desire from, from start to finish, is that all peoples would be grafted in. Okay, so let's keep reading. Verse 25 says, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery lest you should be wise in your own opinion. That blindness in part has happened to Israel until when? Until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So we know this to be true. We're in the time of the Gentile church right now. As I mentioned, the church is in rapture. Blindness in part has been put over Israel. Now, we do know that there's Messianic Jews that are part of the church, right? But this is Israel as a whole. Blindness has been put upon them until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in and so Israel we note that they can't see there's blinders upon them and so even though you preach to them right there's blinders until the fullness of the Gentiles come in when does the fullness come in well I would just share with you we just read about it in that first parenthetical the martyred saints every tribe tongue and language coming in but how are they going to come in it's through the evangelism the ministry of this 144,000 right Through Israel, God's going to reveal Himself in the tribulation to all these ones. They're not going to take the mark of the beast, so what's going to happen? They're going to be killed for their faith, but they're there in heaven. So you're going to have this great harvest in the tribulation. You can't even number them, John says, right? And so the fullness of the Gentiles comes in at that time. You understand? Now, we don't know exactly when, but when that fullness comes in, that's when Jesus is going to return. He's going to wait to the fullness of The Gentiles and the fullness of the Jews come in. Now, this is important, I believe, because that's the sense. Jesus is going to return, not so much as dependent on a certain day or hour or month or week, right, or year. There will be that, but it's more a function, I believe, of when that last person that's predestined to be saved gets saved. You know, you can see that in the Matthew 13 parables, the parables of the kingdom. What's the last parable? The dragnet. That's the sense. When that dragnet goes out and that last fish is brought in, then the end will come. That's the sense. And uh, attached to that is a year, a month, a week, right? A day and an hour. You can attach it, but but it's not the time that's driving. What's really driving is that last person that's predestined to come in, get saved. And so this parenthetical Kind of alludes to that. And I think while we're touches upon there's a connection. These hundred and forty-four thousand, they're evangelizing. And all as all these Gentiles are evangelized, right? They're dying for their faith. They're coming right to the throne of God in heaven. As that's filled more and more, there's going to be a time when the last one is brought in. And then what? Then Jesus is going to return. Okay? So he says that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles, has come in. And so we know that the 144,000, right, they're enlightened, they have this seal on their forehead. But when's the fullness of the Israel going to come in? Well, notice, back up with me in chapter 11, verse 12. I read this last week as well. There's a fullness of Israel that's going to come in. Notice verse 12, chapter 11 says, Now if their fall, this is if Israel's fall, is riches for the world, which are the Gentiles, and their failure, Israel's failure, riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness you see what he's referring to is that when they're grafted back in the fullness is going to occur when are they grafted back in what's in the tribulation we're reading about that now in this parenthetical exactly when in this seven-year tribulation right they're all grafted in, we don't know again it doesn't so much give us the time it doesn't move the narrative but we know in this parenthetical that they'll be grafted in that there's gonna be a harvest not only of The Gentiles, but the Jews as well. Okay, so there's two fullness. There's the fullness of the Gentiles and there's the fullness of the Jews. Fullness of what? Of them coming to know Jesus. And you know what, people? That's the mystery. The mystery is fully solved when that happens. Now, notice in verse 25, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. I want to give you kind of a definition of what this mystery is exactly from the scripture so if you go with me to Ephesians chapter 3 we're going to read from verses 1 through 6 it's really in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 6 you can mark that in your notes this is where Paul defines what this mystery is okay Ephesians chapter 3 verse 1 Paul writes this he says For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles. He's writing to the Gentile church in Ephesus. If indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you. Verse 3. How that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already. So Jesus revealed this mystery to Paul. I believe it was revealed, remember when Paul went in exile after he met the uh, the, uh, Lord on the road to Damascus? Remember, it was about three years, three and more years in exile. I believe Jesus revealed to him this mystery, okay? It says, verse 4, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Verse 5, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. Now, here's the answer that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of His promise, were In Messiah, in Christ, through the gospel. That is the mystery. Jews and Gentiles coming together in Christ, in Messiah. When is that going to happen? Well, it hasn't happened yet. The fullness of the Gentiles are going to come in in the tribulation through the ministry of the 144,000 from the children of israel the fullness of israel is going to come in during the end of the during uh, the tribulation as well toward the end as the fullness of israel comes in but i want you to know it's in christ the mysteries both are going to come to christ now we know this right it's never really happened right now well at the apostolic age where right, the church was was uh was israel and it was supposed to go out to the gentiles went out to the gentiles but then israel rejected it. so even today right It's a Gentile church, Israel proper. There's Messianic Jews I know. But Israel, right, has rejected. In the tribulation, Israel's going to come in and the Gentiles are going to come in. So it's always one or the other until the time that we're reading about in Revelation. Either the Gentiles are in, right, or Israel's in. But the two are going to come in and that's the mystery that's solved. They're going to come in into their fullness, okay? That's the, the key. In Romans chapter 11, the fullness of, the is- of Israel and the fullness of the Gentiles. The mystery will be solved in full. Okay, so with that backdrop, we can understand now this connection, can't we? These two groups in this one parenthetical, there is a connection. The 144,000, they're going to be ministering and many, notice in chapter 7, verse 9 of Revelation, "says after these things, I look. And behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, including Israel, right? Tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and with palm branches in their hands. Okay, so we see this multitude, too numerous to count, of all the world during the time of the tribulation coming in, right? They've been killed for their faith. 144,000 are still living, they're sealed, they're still ministering. But many that receive those are going to be killed for their faith, but that's going to be a great harvest, right? The fullness of the Gentiles and the fullness of Israel will come in. Okay? Let's look at the parts again. It says, after these things. We noted verse 9. After these things, it says it in chapter 7, verse 1, after these things. It's the same Greek um, uh, set of words as we saw in chapter 4, verse 1, after these things. But I want you to know the context demands the meaning, okay? So remember between chapters 3 and 4, after these things, what was the context? Well, chapter 3, right? It was the end of the letters to the churches. We have the letters to the seven churches. Remember in Revelation chapter 1, verse 19, the Revelation roadmap, John says, um, um, the Lord says to John, Write the things which you have seen. He wrote that in Revelation 1, Right? the unveiled Jesus, the things which are, he wrote that in Revelation 2 and 3, the letters to the seven churches, the things which are present tense, the time of the church, and the things which will take place after this, after the time of the church. So he wrote Revelation chapter 4 and on, future to the church. And so we know to this, what happened after the seven letters to the seven churches, Revelation 2 and 3, the church is raptured. And so there's a change of scenery. Revelation 3 to Revelation 4, the church on this earth to the church in heaven. We to that, right? And so what happened? Well, the rapture. We went to all the different rapture verses. And then we went to the verses on the Bema Seat Judgment of Christ. We believe when the church gets to heaven, right, the rapture has occurred, the Bema Seat Judgment of Christ, and they're now before the throne. And we saw those 24 elders, they have the Stephanos, right, a victor, the crown of victors, now they're before the throne. So we see when it says after these things, that context demands, right, just a movement of a major, right, a major difference in scenery and a major difference in time the church on this earth versus the time of the church in heaven now the after these things in chapter 7 verse 1 and chapter 7 verse 9 has a different context doesn't it because we see he's having a vision of everything in revelation he's not living in this time he's having a vision right john is living in the time of the church 90 a.d around right he's writing this but he has a vision of all these things. So he's seen one vision after another, right? The vision that he saw, right, with the, with, the, um, with the letters to the church and the church in heaven, right? After these things, that context demands, right, a certain interpretation. But right here, we see, right, he's seen the next vision and he's seen the revelation of this first parenthetical, right? And so we need to interpret this a little bit different. After these things, is after the vision of the... 144,000, I saw this vision of these tribulation saints, okay? It says, I looked, and behold, a great multitude. There's a connection with this in the prior. A great multitude which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, tongues, and and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Notice it says, clothed with white robes. Now we saw that reference in Revelation chapter 6, under the fifth seal, clothed in white robes. Remember, we noted that. And so if you turn with me back to Revelation chapter 6, let's read those handful of verses on the fifth seal. Revelation 6 verse 9 says, When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Verse 10, And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth. Now notice here verse seven, then a white robe was given to each of them. We just read here in Revelation chapter 7. And it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both a number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was completed. So we were introduced to these tribulation states in the fifth seal. But remember we noted this There's a very different seal. That was loosed. The first four seals, what it revealed the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Judgment. The first thing he comes and he amasses his power to judge, right? He comes looking like Christ. He comes riding on a white horse. Comes with a bow but no arrows. Jesus comes on a white horse, too, right? So he looks just like Jesus. He's the Antichrist. Not only against Christ, but he looks just like Christ. But he amasses his power, probably p- politically. And so we see these other three horsemen of the apocalypse, right? And he does damage on this earth through famine, through pestilence. And so we see that this judgment was administered through a man. He amasses power, and as he gets political power over the world, he starts to make these decisions that that help destroy the world, basically. It's all in the name of peace, too. He dupes many. And so we see now this fifth seal. It's fundamentally different. We see these martyred saints. Now, how is martyrdom judgment? It's not. Martyrdom is not judgment. But notice these martyred saints, what they're praying, or what they're calling upon the Lord to do, is to judge. How long, O Lord, before you avenge our blood? And notice it says, right? A little while longer. It says, rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was completed. Well, I would submit to you what we just read in Revelation 7. We see that coming to pass. The number, the multitude, can't even count. See, many more are dying in the tribulation from that time. But what's fueling that? You know, as uh, uh, MacArthur says, right? Prayers of vengeance. That's fueling it. So we see the escalation of the judgments, not being so much administered. Through a man, but by God himself. Remember the sixth seal. God begins to shake the earth. And says the mighty men, the rich men, what do they do? They know it's God. They can't say, well, this man is pulling a fast one. They know it's God. And what do they do? They hide. They hide in caves. So you see a fundamental shift here. And that's being fueled by these tribulation states that are calling for, for vengeance. Let's get this show on the road, right? Let's get Jesus to return. Expediting, right? That. Now, we see in Revelation chapter 7 in our text, right, that this is being fulfilled. Notice a great multitude which no one could number. And so as more are being saved through the evangelism, right, that's happening in that time, receiving Jesus' Lord, more are being killed for their faith. And as more are being killed for their faith, there are more that are coming into heaven. But notice the posture, it's different. No longer are they under the altar right? And they're crying out to avenge their death. They're right here at the throne. Notice it says, standing before the throne and before the lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches. So the posture is changed from under the altar to standing at the throne. And they have white robes. We read earlier, right, that they were handed white robes, these ones that are Calling out for judgment. But then these ones are clothed with white robes. The number can't even be counted. right? And they have palm branches. What does palm branches remind you of? Remember Palm Sunday? Remember when Jesus came riding to Jerusalem upon a donkey right before we go to the cross four days later? right? They all held him as king. They recognized this is Messiah. Blessed is he. Remember, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The first coming of Messiah. Isn't it interesting here? Right in heaven, right? These tribulation saints, they have what? Palm branches. There's that recognition that Jesus is Messiah right there in heaven. Kind of an interesting to do kind of a comparison of that. Now verse 10 says, And crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Verse 11, And all the angels stood around the throne, and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. So notice the worship that's going on there, right? Now notice in verse 13, rhetorical question, just to give us a definitive answer to who these tribulation saints are then one of the elders answered verse 13 saying to me who are these arrayed in white robes and where did they come from and i said to him sir you know and so he said to me these are the ones who come out of the great tribulation out of what the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb and so Many would say that the great tribulation is the last three and a half years of the tribulation. Okay, so the tribulation period is seven years. Remember Daniel's 70th seven? Remember Daniel prophesied, right? But remember in the middle of that seven, Daniel said the abomination of desolation. Antichrist is going to come into the temple in the middle of that seven years, right, and claim to be God. That's when I believe that the 144,000 received the seal because Israel at that time they're going to realize that this is not the Christ That they made a big mistake.
1: Thanks again for joining us on our podcast of Calvary Chapel, Echo Park. We hope and pray that you have been blessed by the teaching and join us again as we continue to study the Word of God. Once again, you can always visit us on our homepage at ccechopark.com for more information and teachings from Pastor David. To God be the glory.